0: And 365-day returns.
1: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, of course, we reflected on the, the Champions League drama uh, in Amsterdam last night. We did that. Uh, we also were joined by a jazz musician, a talk sport listener, who's got a new album out with a football theme, a guy called Tom Corley. That's old, right. He was very good. Lincoln's, very good. And
2: uh, I did a bit more royal news. That's my last bit us, of royal Baby news. Good,
1: okay. Uh, And uh, what else did we do? Oh, yeah, Shane Williams, the former uh, Wales uh, wing, um, has been playing rugby at the top of Everest. Well, pretty close to the top of Everest. Closer than we are, anyway. And uh, he he (laughs) talked about... We are on the 17th floor. Yeah, yeah, but still, yeah. (laughs) I don't compare that. We made base camp on the 15th floor. Will we ever reach the summit? Well, we might if we went two floors up on the, in a lift. So, yeah, we spoke to Shane. He played um, rugby up Everest and talked about the practicalities of it. So, here it all is.
2: Congratulations! I didn't play. A few people have congratulated you know, me. I, I, I played you know, no part. You've, it doesn't matter. You've, you've played a part because you've followed this club all your life. Yeah. And this is going to be potentially the greatest night, as it was for us in Munich in 2012, the greatest night of your football-supporting life with a bit of luck. Well, possibly. Yeah, Win or know. lose, I hopefully it'll be an enjoyable experience. Oh, yeah, of course it will. It, it, you know, Liverpool, I suppose, you, you'd, because of their league position and how much they finished yeah, there at The depth of their squad. The depth of their squad. You'd make them favourites. You would. And I know you think... Probably that will be the case, but I told you well, earlier. You look at Chelsea in two thousand. No, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I, I
1: think that will. I don't think you can. Deny that they have a stronger, deeper yeah. squad, no, but can't. that doesn't mean I think they're going to win
2: because no. I, I don't know. Because after the last few nights, all bets are off. Really it was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, absolutely. I could honestly, you know, I, I only have love for one club, but I have quite a lot of antipathy for all the rest of them. But honestly, I couldn't have celebrated more last night if that had been Chelsea. We went absolutely mad. Strange, strange, it was just so brilliant. That's yeah. why it was such. A well, I
1: was a bit like that with yeah. Liverpool the night before. You know, you get it's about the football. You just get into the moment, don't you? I mean, look, unless you're an Evertonian. Uh, in that environment, you are going to go mad when Liverpool do that, unless you're an Arsenal fan. Mike Beauville, goal at the Emirates, is a slightly broken man. He's he's going to drink himself into oblivion that day at a rugby match. He's, he's going to basically lose consciousness.
2: Just enjoy. Consciousness. It. Just enjoy it. We're going through a golden age of football. We're going to talk about yeah. this with Paddy Barkley. It's been a wonderful World Cup. It's been a golden season in the Champions League. The Premier League has been utterly brilliant. I mean, it's been a wonderful time. Football now has evolved again. It's such a passionate, such a fast-moving, it's this pressing thing that people are playing to win. It's exciting, and it's been a brilliant season. But you all know when you when you follow football, we've had this with our teams, when Ziyech hit the post, you just went, oh, I know what's going to happen here. This is Tottenham tonight. You it felt it at that oh, point, course, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. because they had, and, and Lloris made some great saves as well. What
1: about when uh, Vertonghen hit the bar? Yeah, and yeah then unlucky, Couldn't get so. it over the line. That's yeah. when you... Because, you know, I've, I've just been so conditioned over the years as the Spurs yeah. fans to be the ones on the end of goals like that, because you know, I always used to say, if you're an Arsenal fan, I family members are Arsenal fans, they're the team that score in the last minute, and Tottenham, it was in our DNA, we were the side that conceded in the last minute.
2: Oh um, yeah, this is a complete, but Potch has changed yeah. the whole mindset of Tottenham, there's no question about that. They're a different team, they're a different, the way they approach they've not been brilliant this season, Spurs, but they've somehow found a way in many games. I said to you at halftime last night, the Tottenham that beat Chelsea and beat Dortmund and everything would have absolutely, I think, slaughtered Ajax. But they, that wasn't the same team last night, nowhere near. But they still found a way. Yeah. I tell you, it was good last night. I wrote this very early on. Deli Alley. It was great to yeah. see him back. That's the best he's played well, I, for, yeah, for months. I it thought. was. I mean, it, I, I've sounded the guy popped up on the
1: sports bar last night. Probably didn't make a lot of sense. But. um I did say that Deli Alli showed signs in the first half against Bournemouth before it all went madly pear-shaped. Yeah, he's just shaped. showing little signs. Yeah. I, I and he's, that too. It's just started to look like I mean, he's got his game <coughs> going right at the end of the season. Maybe he's peaking at the right point. But uh, among the kind of conversations I had last night was one with uh, Mark Bright oh, yeah. um, who, who, who got in touch after the game and uh, we were to in and fro And I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but I was making that point that we tend to be the side uh, on the on the wrong end of these things, and he said these are special moments in our lives, let alone football. I feel sorry for those that don't like football, and
2: you know what I mean. After yeah. a week like someone, this, Yeah, someone else like said that to me. Last people are just as well. just missing out. Oh, yeah, and, aren't and they? my friend said that to me. And well, I said that. I said, yeah, well, I'm inside going mad, and my wife's sitting inside completely oblivious. <laughs> so you know, if you don't like football, you don't like football. You don't get it. That's that's fine. I, I, I do think though. I mean, uh, last night I wrote at halftime, you need Wally Downs to come on and do the half time talk just yeah. lump it <clears throat> and in a sense that is what they did they did and i'm not sure mm. lumping it long to Lorente or work against van dyke and uh won't be as effective no, no. but uh, Matic. um matt it yeah. brother But that's the thing about De Lichte. I mean what a brilliant player he is but blimey he was exposed by uh, Lorente. Mm. Lorenti won every single ball in both games there's this fallacy I was just talking to Stuart
1: Robson outside before he went on with Jim about uh, Lorente, that he's a target man he's not when he's facing goal or he's, he's got a header on goal he's generally quite terrible mm. um, I mean there was a classic case in the first game last week where he, he asked for the ball he was on the edge of the box and put his arm up, waiting mm. for the cross from Danny Rose then never got there when he got there he got there he so badly tied his run. Mm. It was a poor. So, a couple of times last night, you saw him head over the bar, which were fairly simple yeah, chances. Corners in these, yeah. But with back to goal. I mean, that's his job. That's what he's good at. Um, I think, you know, not necessarily facing it, but oh, certainly he's holding back, it adult. up. Holding he he it. did brilliantly Ter- last night. And I mean, we're going to talk about Lucas Mora in a moment. We're yeah. going to head to, back to Tim Vickery because um, we'll play the Brazilian commentary. If you've seen the little bit, a nice bit of footage actually in the uh, Mick zone last yeah. night, the Brazilian press, just before Moose is in the mm. video, just before Moose got to Lucas Mora, um, the Brazilian press did. And they put mm. the. Uh, the kind of headphones on him and he listened to the Brazilian commentary and got a bit emotional. But uh, we'll hear some of that commentary and see what they're saying in Brazil today because uh, one of their players has scored trick in a Champions League semi-final and um, I'm sure there's a fair bit of fallout from that today.
2: That's true. And uh, of course we all, you know... It was great to see Glenn Holt. It's great to just see yeah. him back there. But it was to say, I'm, it was, I'm just pleased. I'm so this. glad I'm still alive to see that. It was yeah. tremendous. You know that you couldn't you never have a heart of stone not to be moved by that. You would. So uh, what do you reckon tonight? Be your boys then. You, I, I've told I, you three nil. No, what about that? Very, I, I, well, they, I, they, I, they got gubbed at the weekend. The only I thing I'd say to you is Frankfurt and Valencia will be inspired by these comebacks this week. Their managers. If I was a manager of either of those two teams, teams, mm-hmm. I'd be saying, look, look what happened. It's yeah. possible. You know, and also it's still it's only one one. Chelsea's still got a score tonight. Well nil nil would do it. But I look I think they were very good Frankfurt for half an hour and then Chelsea dominated if Chelsea turn up and play they'll win the game yeah. same with Arsenal if Arsenal defend well they'll win the game you so. sense Arsenal if they concede early some of that yeah. self-doubt but do you not think in. Arsenal will score I think Arsenal will. I think like, they will Lacazette like, and Aubameyang always going to get a goal
1: but 3-1 if Valencia got their tails up quite yeah. I don't actually see it I think I think Arsenal will, will get
2: through it But no, um, no, after what we've seen the last two nights we won't bet against yeah. anything yeah. So, well, Tottenham are uh, clearly inspired by
1: Liverpool and every other coach is going to be saying what Pochettino said last night look at mm. Liverpool anything's possible
2: yeah, so uh, absolutely Uh, Anyway, I do think, well, finally, this this little bit, this letter, and I've seen a lot of this about, and it's just so, the thinking's so mad. Dai Woosnam from Grimsby wrote to The Sun about, he was talking about the Liverpool game, he said, what a game, I was not surprised to see such guts displayed from a British team. It makes me laugh that some people think our country, uh, think Britain cannot go it alone without Brexit. You think, well, you could argue it was a triumph of Anglo-foreign cooperation. Of all the scorers were Belgian, Dutch and Brazilian, and the managers were German and Argentinian. (laughs) So, you know, do you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't think that's really called for, but there you go. No, you mean. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've got time for this.
1: Andy's nap, yeah, Andy's nap. We we should get a little trail for this at some point, get Steve Hartley to say, Andy's nap. This is a horse that has absolutely no chance of winning because Andy's tipped it up with absolutely no knowledge uh, or uh, effort. So what have we gone for
2: today, Andy, in the 150 at Chester? I'm going in tribute to Tim Vickery's voice, uh, number six, Growl 12, written by Paul Hannigan. Does it have a chance? Uh, no. Okay, yeah. fair oh, enough. Twelve to one, it should go off. Yeah, okay. A, no well, you chance. got
1: fourth yesterday. You're getting closer. You've had oh, a couple yeah. of uh, ranked lasts, haven't you? Quite a few actually. Ninth out of nine, I think, was your best so far uh, for a horse that was favourite. <laughs> that really does take some, <laughs> that doing. Does take some doing. So yeah. please don't d- do gamble responsibly, which means don't gamble don't on any of these it. uh, horses. <laughs> it's just just a bit of fun. Uh, we are here with Green King, uh, broadcasting all the big football games, including this week's Champions League uh, semi-final action, and indeed Europa League action tonight. They're your home
2: of football. Andy, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, you don't get many opportunities on live radio to say congratulations to Helmut Wenschitz. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. And there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> he, uh, his 40-foot chocolate waterfall set a world record in Austria. It's <laughs> not really really? sport, is it? But I just love his name. <laughs> Wow! Yes, I've never seen a chocolate waterfall. I don't. Oh think yes, that. no, you do. Have you never been to a wedding when there are those chocolate and then you dip something in it and it's a big sort of chocolate? You've never seen that at a wedding. Bit yeah. like I know you normally get a vodka with an ice statue, but yeah, this is a similar idea. I, 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 um,
1: I tend to go to weddings where there's a pay bar at ten o'clock, so <laughs> <laughs> I tend not. I tend not to get to those kind of weddings where they have a chocolate waterfall. <laughs> it. that's oh. a messy business, isn't
2: it? To well, get yeah. a bit of splashback on oh, the, no, yes, the bride's dress—that's not a good no, look. No, it's very, it really? very messy business. In yeah, question. yeah. Okay. and a lot of royal news. And I, I, personally, I'm very interested to see what school the royal baby goes to. Yeah, I'm just dying to know who will be educating Archie. Oh come! On. Oh, but come there's on. a beautiful
1: reference there. There's people <laughs> even before I was Norman born. Norman Gill has just fallen history. off of his chair. This was a uh, this was a ventriloquism on the radio in the what 40s and 50s? 50s? Yeah. Peter Bruff. So Andy's doing real zeitgeisty gags based on old reference from. From, uh, from the fifties. Uh, <laughs> Look it up. Anyway, yeah. uh, Adrian, producer- her, Adrian. Adrian said the baby should have been called Raheem. He oh, yeah, a very, very good he, idea. Went,
2: he went down that route. Goffey was quite happy with Archie. OK, who amongst the H&J team gave up when the uh, score was 2-0 with a three-goal aggregate last night? <laughs> who do you think that might be? Gave up to uh, do some other chores.
1: Uh, would it be the producer?
2: It was, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not a massive football <laughs> fan, really. He's only interested, <laughs> he's he's only interested in Torquay.
1: And,
2: <laughs> and there is it's a massive Torquay fan. Yeah, there is nothing else. What chores did he undertake? Did well, he even you know, allow you to be within sight of a TV? or <laughs> did you go I, think do some some shopping? I think he had some paper work. Oh, did he really? Well, it was the end of the season for the National Obsession, so they have to tie up all the Doing the, the company ends. accounts, Doing was the he? National Obsession company Really? Accounts. Oh, yeah, of little face. <laughs> I never doubted for a minute. If only that were true. You had to keep watching, then yeah. you? always do. Uh, now, uh, news of... Uh, I was I oh, was sorry.
1: imploring uh, Matt Scott to write the first chapter of his book, Eight Goal Swing, <laughs> oh, to start yeah. fleshing it out yeah. at half time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is the book that we think Matt, the big arsenal reporting journalist friend of the show, will write after Sundays game um, (laughs) when Arsenal carry off the 8th goal swing uh, and then finish 4th in the league and then Spurs go and win the Champions League and then
2: they're not in the Champions League <laughs> it'd be yeah. good I mean, I must say I do like Matt but he is—he was so bitter last night yeah. on Twitter I bitter think he was bitter Twitter. at Jeremy
1: Corbyn who t- took yeah. to Twitter to say I think we can all uh, salute <laughs> even as an Arsenal fan I salute <laughs> well, Spurs it can go
2: down massively well with the Arsenal fans <laughs> not really no. yeah. um, uh, Megan's post pregnancy outfit according to Gabriel Durvanuskas in the uh, son, she's the fashion version. Her fashion okay, yeah, big Rugby uh, yeah, fan. Is she yeah. is, it, was eagerly awaited. You think about who? Who's eagerly... I don't know. People in think, the fashion business. It oh, can't have been anybody who was eagerly awaiting. Of course they think, would. Well, That's I? their bread and butter. You eagerly awaited two Champions
1: League seven. Anything. You're eagerly awaiting <laughs> Chelsea versus Eintracht Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah. She's eagerly awaiting fashion
2: stuff. Well, she is, but, um, but not that many other people would know. I don't think so, really. Well, we beg to differ. And those there's a Royal Baby souvenir poster. Does anyone yeah. it, it actually frame these things? Because, I mean, they are... It printed on newspaper they're not exactly some, you know i might buy myself are they for poster. framing or just not as a collector's item <laughs> Couldn't necessarily item. frame
1: old newspaper cutting
2: and uh you? archie was swaddled i love the detail extraneous detail archie was swaddled in a 105 pound shawl Great. that's a lot of money for a shawl <laughs> it's made by the state you This is like a letter to the <laughs> tabloids isn't it you're basically saying what happened and then just giving a sort of
1: <laughs> Half-baked comment about yeah, it. That's fair enough, isn't it? Probably not in royal circles, <laughs> half 105 quid for a shawl. That's well, a lot, really. Uh, anyway. <laughs> isn't the old thing is to use, like, Nan's old shawl or something like that? You often go back and you use something from the family, don't you? That's yeah. what you swaddle
2: the kids Yeah, kid that's in. what you should do. Well, not yeah.
1: enough swaddling goes on, does no, it it's not, really? a it's not a word swaddling that, is quite Not been popular, used on really. talk
2: sport for quite a while, that <laughs> it's word. A, it's it's ever thing. been used on TalkSport, along with that bloke who's had, it... had the
1: chocolate fountain. Uh, Matt Scott says he'll write it if I write the forward <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> good old Matt <laughs> well, that's... yeah well you know we'll mm. have to see what happens on Sunday although it's going to be a bit mm. of an odd uh, day because the Evertonians are going to be singing for Spurs to go and win the Champions League
2: mm. so it's going to be quite an odd atmosphere isn't it I mean it's, it's good I mean in one way it's good that Spurs won because it would have been a very difficult game on Sunday I mean it's still a very difficult game I yeah. think and they're going to be tired they're going to have mm. a lot of emotion of Everton are right up for it so you've got to be careful You know You've got to be careful no, I agree I could see Spurs Not winning that game What I can't see Is Arsenal going to Burnley And winning 3-5 three, three five, five, clear four, goals 5 nil Yeah Okay Chocolate waterfall Says Mark Does that any mean A chocolate fountain Well according to uh, I, I didn't write the piece Let's have okay. a look uh, Where is he See if I can find him. I think they are chocolate. I've seen the chocolate fountain before. Well, I, my kids I, I, I had a to kind it of cheap one years ago. A small thing, but well, um, uh, you know, chocolate fountain, chocolate waterfall. What's well, a big difference between the fountain? Helmets was forty <laughs> foot. <laughs> was I'm not, not going to say his last name again.
1: <laughs> yeah, was it really? So, did they call it a waterfall? <laughs> In that? Well, or well, do, like do they call it a Helmet fountain? does. He calls it a waterfall. Oh, yeah. Well, Helmet's English is a bit sketchy, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, so, no I think idea. you're right, Mark. I think it was probably... because You know, he said he said fountain, waterfall. I mean, you'd have a hell of a shot if you went to Trafalgar Square, Andy, <laughs> expecting to see a kind of little
2: mini Niagara, because they are quite different. They are quite different. Can I just make my last comment on the royal news? I won't make any more comments here, but Okay. I, I think you're on slightly rocky ground, but keep going. I did like this bloke. Royal commentator Omid Scobie. I love these royal correspondents. Because it's like they know them. He didn't have a Scobie, is that what you're saying? It'll be a quiet day in terms of announcements, and the official photo call is not far away. Well, it was that day, Omid, to be honest. Until then, Harry and Meghan are quietly enjoying private time at Frogmore Cottage with their new son. I'm told their first night as a family of three was peaceful and. How do you know? Really, honestly, how do you know Omid scope? You haven't got a clue. You haven't got a scope. You <laughs> haven't got a scope. Tell <laughs> me right to start <laughs> with. Uh, unfortunately, Andy's uh,
1: nap was not a winner today. The winner was Mahoob, <laughs> oh. the 22 to 1 outsider, Mahoob. Mahoob. Uh, followed Mahoob. by Copper Knights and Confessional. Where did Andy finish? Do we know where Andy finished? No, no. Yeah, he was still running, sorry. apparently. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you just played rugby uh, up Everest, uh, you deserve some airtime. It is a man who's popped in to see us in the studio many times. Uh, former Wales wing Shane Williams. Hi, Shane. Hi, guys. So, um, yeah, what an experience. I mean, what was it? What was it like? You were you were at, uh, playing at um, twenty, just over twenty thousand feet. Yeah,
3: um, yeah. <laughs> It's as difficult as it sounds really. Uh, you know, Everest advanced base camp was something I was always on my bucket list, but to play a rugby match at uh, at the base camp was uh was something else really. Most most picture uh, pitch certainly I played on, however, it was blowing tough, let me tell you. Um Blowing out of my backside most of the time, but um, yeah, because the We, we thin. did it. We mm. did it. Raised a lot of money for the wooden spoon charity, so I'm I'm chuffed. Brilliant. Now yeah, everybody's I mean, worried about
2: t- twenty thousand feet. You know, yeah, exactly. The
3: air's
1: going to be thin, and everybody's worried about kicking. I'm playing. The ball flies further, and it's not easy to get it back when it goes over the side of a ravine, <laughs> is it? Really, because the air's thinner, it's going to fly further. So no one was Hell, kicking we- for touch.
3: <laughs> yeah well for this I didn't have the energy to kick the ball run run with it or make a tackle anyway so it did really matter but um, no it was just the most bizarre thing ever you know the day before we actually played the game we had to send a couple of people onto the pitch um all roped up together to check for for crevasses and um and holes in the ice so it it was it was quite scary at times but you know we we had people up there that i worked you know worked really hard to to raise lots of funds for the charity and you know it was tough to get up there initially as well so to play the game was really um was really a feat uh, by everyone else as well but we loved it absolutely loved it and like i say we were successful in in having it as a guinness record as well so i was very proud of everyone
2: brilliant the photos are wonderful as well I and mean, how <coughs> how on earth did you get the rugby posts up there
3: well <laughs> yeah we um, we all pitched in. Um, you know, lucky enough, the uh, the Sherpas were a little bit fitter than we were. Uh, so we we roped those guys in to, to carry most of the baggage and and of course the yaks. Um, and and like I say, it was it was a combined effort really. But it took its toll. We we had a lot of um, people up there that um, you know spent two or three years training for this that unfortunately didn't make the top because they were either for illness or altitude sickness or. Or whatever else, as well. We actually lost one of the guys. Um, we had to we had to print money, yak, and send him back down as well to to go to hospital in Kathmandu. So it was really tough. You know, it was it was you know Everest is always going to be very hard anyway, but this was a lot tougher than we expected. So uh, we all chipped in. We we broke the record and uh, and we all did a great job.
1: Yeah, five was it five all, I The the game was in the end.
3: It was one try all. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> honestly it it was one of those where you couldn't you couldn't run on the uh, up on there the the altitude was just was just too tough um you know so yeah we went 1-0 down quite early on in the game and i was just praying that somebody had a little bit of energy to get over there and and score a try first and that's what happened in the end so 5-all true reflection and when the final whistle went there was no one ever wanted an extra time let me tell you
1: I wonder, wonder what the Sherpas make of it I mean most of the work they do will be people who want to climb the mountain that's the bread and butter but that, that first contact that comes in from the head Sherpa to his team mm. right the day uh, we're taking up uh, something called rugby posts uh, up the base camp and they're going to have a game of something called rugby. Uh, yeah. I, I just think, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of used to it by now, more of just another mad thing to do. Were they, were, they, were they aware of the game? Did any of them know what was going on?
3: Uh, they initially weren't aware. Um, they were looking at us silly, really, when we got these rugby posts out and, and let them know that they had to take them to the top of the mountain. <laughs> um, but uh, the funny thing about it was, in the end, we had so many... Um, so many of the uh, fundraisers that were ill uh, or injured that uh, we actually roped in three um, three Sherpas to play the game. Um, and uh, unfortunately for us, they were running rings around everyone. But thank God they didn't know the rules of the game. Otherwise, the Sherpas would have taken all the plaudits, I think. But, yeah. um, you know, at the, at the end, they, they loved the fact that they were part of something very special. Um, you know they helped raise a lot of money for for the wooden spoon charity and, and of course the Guinness record holders now as well, so uh, it was an added bonus for them
2: i, I can 't believe sorry yeah, i, I can 't believe you set up a full size pitch in those <laughs> conditions yeah you know, that that was a very bold thing to do. I suppose it had to be to be the world record
3: yeah well, it was up, I was on the foothill of everest as well, literally you know you could see everest from where the field was uh, The funny thing about it as well was that it took so much effort to Mark out the pitch, you know, put the posts up, drill them into the ice, and everything by the time we'd finished putting the pitch up, no one wanted to play a rugby game. We were so tired it was, honestly, but it was it was a combined effort and look this this meant a lot to to, to a lot of these people um you know that that were involved in this charity. Uh, we definitely had to put the the work in we had to work our socks off to get up there. Uh, and then, you know, just having the the record at the end of the day as well was just the uh, the cherry on the top, really. And it just goes to show how much this meant to everyone that uh, took part in the charity. Yeah.
1: Just on the general rugby front, uh, Shane, what, what have you made of what's gone on with uh, Sean Edwards? He's going to be like been linking up with France after uh, the 2000, 2019 World Cup. It's surprising that maybe the RFU have not tried to get him involved.
3: Oh, look, yeah, it, without doubt. Look, I'm biased in the sense that, uh, I was there in 2000 and 2008 when when Sean got involved in the Welsh team. Um, for me personally, he's one of the best coaches I've worked with. Defensively, he made me a much better player. He made the national team a much better uh, better team. Uh, and you know, when when I obviously when I knew Warren Gatland was finishing, I was kind of had my fingers crossed that that Sean Edwards would remain part of our Welsh team because he still has a lot to offer. Wills' defence in the Six Nations was one of the reasons they won it. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing. It just means that um, a, a good coach is, is going to, uh, to a team in which we don't really want them to progress. We do want them to improve that much because we're going to keep beating them in the Six Nations. But, <laughs> he, he, look, he's a, he's a great coach and he'll do a great job wherever he is.
1: Good stuff. Well, good to talk to you, Shane. Thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure, guys. Thanks very much. There we are. Fantastic effort there. Raised uh, lots of money for the Wooden uh, Spoon charity. Shane Williams, former uh, Wales wing, playing up the top of Everest. Yes. Well, right at the top. I oh, well, if he's ever tempted just to go on. Well, we're here now. We might as well just crack on. <laughs> What an experience. Hey, you're Great right, the Go and check out the pictures on, on, online. They do look fantastic.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs
1: daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy, what do you have
2: for us? Andy? I, did, I, was, I was talking about this letter about Vincent Company, the bloke wrote this to the star, hmm. Tim Pitway, his name is. He said, how many rich footballers wish they were Vincent Company scoring a goal which will be remembered forever? Well, He's not exactly poor, is he, Old Vincent Gump? <laughs> no, no, it's not. He doesn't do bar work in
1: the evenings, <laughs>
2: yeah. does he? He seems it's... the sort of bloke that would do that, but uh, he doesn't need to. No, yeah. and uh, I've been looking at the court circular, no, and really, uh, yeah. it's a congratulations to uh, Mr. I. C. Packard, Mr. C. Oh uh, no, Miss C. J. Keck, and uh, <laughs> She's nice. got her own pair of trousers. It's exactly, all our family have ventured south for the wedding. Yes, the kecks were down. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Don't try and pre-yeah, chance. I'm sorry I spent, about that. I spent hours crafting these terrible witticisms, yeah. so there you go. I, London boxing history is a, a
1: little uh, Twitter feed I follow because it just turns up some great old memories. And um, this was an interesting one. It said this super drug store in Norwich's St Stephen's Street may not look much, but it was once under the glare of the world's 1971 media as a certain Muhammad Ali came to town to promote Ovaltine at a supermarket previously on the site. Uh, such a, a shame," uh, says the, the uh, Twitter feed, "that the plaque has been removed. And the, there was a blue plaque outside this Superdrug uh, in Norwich that said uh, Muhammad Ali, world heavyweight boxing champion, visited the supermarket on this site, 19th of October, 1971, as part of a promotional tour for Ovaltine. And I looked into this tour, hmm. and he went all. He was like he went to Shrewsbury. He went all over the, the oval, country. The Great Oval. The Great team tour. Ovaltine Tour of '71. Was that, I think we get Norman Giller
2: on. He was probably with him. That was wasn't no, it wasn't a period where he wasn't boxing was it No 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 he yeah, was back he was back, he was back, back fighting yeah, by sure. then he
1: was talking about the second fight with easy. I would imagine that sort of era, yeah, wouldn't it?
2: But yeah. yeah, seventy-one was that. You have to, you have to add it to uh, the Daily Star today because everybody's talking about Archie. Of course, the name Archie. Yeah. So for some reason, they decided to do. Are well, we were going to get Steve Archie born? Well, on. I think that would have. Been I mean, there's fairly... no coincidence. Like,
1: the kids called Archie uh, in the day, and we go out and win in the evening. We've got to be thanking <laughs> the a... former uh, Spurs striker.
2: Surely, no, very, very true. Yeah. And uh, but they they presented ten fascinating facts about the Scottish football legend Archie Gemmill. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? That's clutching at
1: straws, <laughs> as they used to say in the Beano, isn't it? I would think. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here. Nice. On Sport. Yeah, now, if you're a fan of <laughs> Weather Report, uh, Return to Forever That kind of thing. You, you probably would have enjoyed that. I did. And uh, we know about it because our next guest dropped us a line. He's Talk Sport Listener. He's a big football fan as well, Lincoln City fan, musician Tom Corley. The uh, the album is called Catanaccio and uh, Tom, it's a bit of a football flavour on a few of the songs. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. It's yeah. a bit of a thrill. Um, yeah, it's, it's football themed.
4: All the titles of all the tracks are, are football words. All of them,
2: because sure. we were going through this, and I said, they're not all football ones, are they?
1: Well, we're going to play a track later like called Ungainly. Is that one well, particular right. player? It's yeah. a, well, it's a that... phrase that's used in yes, football. Yes, it is. is yeah. actually, it's actually called
4: the Ungainlies, and oh. that was um, my g- <laughs> the singer in the band, actually, Feeney. Um, I took her to a linker match, the Checker Trade Trophy final. Yeah. In fact, I know you're a fan of the Checker Trade Trophy. <laughs>
2: trophy. <laughs> we love
4: it. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, and it was the first football match she'd been to, and I was just talking her through. I was excited and just talking And I was going, yeah, and then we'll queue up here and we'll, you know. And she said, oh, well, we have to mix with the ungainlies."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Barbie, she was in for a shot. Anyway, let's go through some (laughs) Cebelani, that's the ball. Yeah, yeah. Nutmeg, obviously. Zona Mista. That's yeah. Very, very yeah. Italian. That's the the press area, the mixed zone, is that what yeah. it or is? Yeah, some football the, I think term? it's a defensive... Oh, uh, oh, it's, a, oh it's more that. Oh, it's okay. more that. Defensive. Left peg, obviously. Regista. That drives me mad when people call a player a Regista. He's so pretentious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rosette and Rabona. You're right, they are. They're all yeah. football things. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brilliant. So,
1: um... You you you've got kind of interesting story. You play. Is it just jazz? You do you teach as well? Don't More you? or
4: less. I I'm, I mainly play jazz. I've done a few kind of pop things. I used to play with Peter Gabriel a little ah. bit. Um, and you. T- I did a gig with you too. Wow. Actually. Wait. Yeah. Wow. But that was one gig in twenty years of playing piano. Oh, well, that's yeah, not. That's your a, a bad, tonight, So if it, the yeah. listeners yeah. are around and they're in town. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I guess that's the message. My my band. The album's launched tomorrow, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's launched at midnight tonight with a gig at Ronnie Scott's. Lovely.
1: So,
2: yeah, come along. And the cover of the album is uh, nicely drawn. We were talking about illustrations earlier. It's the group as a football team, isn't it? In Lincoln City Colours. In Lincoln City oh, Colours. I can recognise yeah. you there, of course, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. So, what, were they, what would you say, as I mentioned, a couple of bands there,
1: what are they're, they're, they're kind of the, the kind of influences of, of this? I think so, yeah. yeah. Weather
4: Report, Joe Zarinel. Um He's a big one. Chick Career. Yeah, yeah. This, this stuff, when I was growing up, this was, these were the first sounds, my dad's record collection. It's that kind of thing. I've always wanted to, I've been accumulating synthesizers right, sort of, for a few years, and I've just always wanted to
1: do that. So you've got a few vintage ones, have you? Yes.
4: Yeah. Oh. Or, or, or kind of, actually, they're more modern now. They're Oberheim OB6, which is like a vintage copy. Crikey. Yes, Just talk sport. We yeah, th- 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 <laughs> talk a
2: bit of music. As well. <laughs> well, I'm on to Lincoln. We we'll have a few key- keyboards. Oh yeah, I used to. And, own, yeah. yeah, and we were asking oh, yeah. you talking football. We right. were saying, "Did you see? What, did you see last night?" And you said, "Oh no, I didn't actually." And oh, that's no excuse. But you were yeah. playing at Lincoln
4: Cathedral. I was. Yeah, they were, we were doing a kind of classical or choral meets jazz thing, and yeah, I had to miss the Tottenham. Fa- I'm also a Tottenham fan. Dad, oh, okay. my son's a Tottenham fan. I'm right, remember we we go to quite a lot of matches. I mean, he's poor chap's been to more Lincoln matches than Tommy, well. Though. You say
1: poor chap, but that's it's great. It must it's be great, great to get oh, success with your local club. Is, club.
4: I mean, it's unbelievable. Hmm. Thirty years of. I mean, my first match was eighty-seven uh, Lincoln nil Telford nil, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it kind <laughs> so of, memorable. It, well, yeah, <laughs> at that age, and it. Yeah, it carried on like you that. You should have called about... one of
2: the tracks there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were saying to you about Danny Cowley and his brother. They've done uh, such a brilliant job there.
4: It's incredible. It re- it really is incredible. We, we for thirty, really for thirty years, it was just dross. And then we dropped into the the conference. Six years there. I'm sure I was. There was a there were a couple of games that I was at down here. Carl Sholton away in the FA Trophy, which we lost. There's about a hundred of us there.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a proud
4: league club. You know? It's great.
1: You've kind of, when you've been a sort of a, 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 a due-paying fan of of a, a team like that, where you've gone out and you've watched the terrible nil nils and hundred people yeah. and everything, and you and then you get success and you start to climb through the leagues. It must, it must be all the sweeter, I would it's, think. It's incredible. I was this season. I haven't been able to go to very
4: many matches this season. In fact, only one because of the the success. And we can't. I just can't get tickets living down here in London. Right. Um, but I was. At, I was at the MK Dons game, which is where we sort of effectively sealed promotion. Hmm. And there were five and a half thousand of us there. it's Unbelievable. The moment at the end of the goal where we broke and scored the sec- at the end of the game where we scored um, the second goal and ah. pandemonium. It was. It was like that yeah. It was like your chaps Frank and David used to sing about.
2: Yeah, years of hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's but it. this but this one came good. Fantastic. And uh, <laughs> this time in two years, you can come in and say, Well, I can't believe we're in the Premier League. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, just put me in now, <laughs> no,
1: actually.
3: <laughs> you can do a little <laughs> gig on the pitch. That would be quite yeah. nice, wouldn't <laughs> it?
1: That's a right, a right, a th- you know, wouldn't it be nice to uh, write the kind of walk on music or the kind of run out music for the uh, for the team? That would be it's the- too jazzy, I think, really. Oh, right. come on. i not like we'll really get the kind in an interesting it. time signature <laughs> that no one can dance to. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. It would suit
4: the way most of them move.
1: Yeah. So, Scott's tonight, what time are you on? Midnight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, midnight till two. It's jazz, you know. Yeah, I've got, yeah. <laughs> I said that. That was a great line. I said, to her, "Is it only tickets available?" You say, "Oh, yeah, of course." It's jazz.
2: <laughs> you've gone in. Yeah, but you're, you're ba- going to the football writers, and I'm obviously not going. So, yeah. basically around sort of half eleven, midnight. You might feel you've had a you oh, do. You know you what? Might I move. Could, on. We could finish up.
1: I could take the producers interested. It yeah, okay. Me, Maybe come we'll on. On. go on. Oh, please do. We'll, we'll come along and uh, and watch an hour.
2: I mean, I, I yeah, didn't I get any I sleep last wait. night. No, of course. If you, the producer and the assistant producer, go and stay out to Ronnie Scott's at 2 o'clock and I can't wait for tomorrow's show. and Chelsea are 3-0 <laughs> down
1: at half time but come back to win we might as well just have to have the day off <laughs> oh, really okay well, look we may we may well see you later then oh, please. Okay. oh name on the door or is it going to cost us a few quid I'll put your name on the door oh. of course <laughs> I, he wasn't going to there that, just a, I'll pay for oh, your bro, ticket Ron, Ronnie spinning in his grave <laughs> 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 at that, that, that news
2: fantastic brilliant well look
1: best of luck with the album uh, where, can, where can people find it um it's, it's on the Spotify, LMA isn't it? Well, well a Dave, couple of, Dave yeah. Roberts
2: is funny on Twitter. He said, I'm impressed that Chick Career got a mention on the show. I'm expecting at least a Pat Matheny mention from Goffey on yeah, Drive. Yeah, he'll do that. Lyle <laughs> yeah.
1: Mays. He'll be talking a lot of Lyle <laughs> Mays, Goffey and Adrian at four o'clock almost, uh, certainly. Why is his hair so long? Um wait, oh, seven. So, uh, where were we? Um, yeah, so... It's going to oh. be on Spotify tomorrow. It'll be in shops shortly after that, I think. Excellent. So, we're yeah. going to play out with the ungainless, okay. now we know the yeah. story of that. Great
4: to see See you, Tom. Well, All the best. Thanks for thank coming in. Thank you very much. Cheers.
1: to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. we return tomorrow from 1. We'll have uh, Martin Kellner and the clips of the week and all the regular Friday bits and pieces. So uh, until then, uh, have a great evening. Thanks for downloading us.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.